Yes, it's happy hour again from Uptown New Orleans at the lovely Columns Hotel. Hello, I'm Grant Morris. In the next 60 minutes, you'll get to meet just seven of the many thousands of fascinating people who live in New Orleans. I think that's a new indoor record. We've never had seven people on the show ever. And you'll get to hear some live music. At the end of the show, you might conclude New Orleans is a great city where people love to talk, have fun, and enjoy great music, but you probably know that already, so let's get right on with doing nothing. But enjoying the next 60 minutes of Happy Hour together, my special guests sitting around the table and beyond are Chris Boyd, who is the founder of Aptitude, which makes apps, principally for your iPhone and your iPad. Originally from Baton Rouge, Chris was recruited earlier this year by the local business outreach program, Nolabound, who successfully seduced him into moving his company to New Orleans from New York. While not living in Louisiana, Chris has spent the last 10 years as a web developer working for Continental Airlines, WordPress, the Hearst Corporation, and Rice University. Chris has worked as a lead developer on several global projects with millions of users around the world, as well as spending time as a roadie for Ringo Starr, Natalie Merchant, and Cheap Trick. Chris, hi. How's it going? Welcome. Nice to meet you after seeing you on Twitter all these months, I suppose it's been. (laughs) And across the table from me, the fabulous Rachel Billow. Hi, Rachel. Rachel is the president of the New Orleans Food Truck Coalition, a non-profit collective of food truck owners, organized to try and bring some common sense to the New Orleans City Council. At least in regard to the regulation of mobile food vendors, well, at least that's possibly doable. Rachel knows a thing or two about the local food truck business. She's the co-owner of La Cusinita Food Truck, the big red truck serving gourmet Latin American street food. You guys know about that? Totally. Yes. Uh, where was I? Rachel is also a fine dining captain at Commander's Palace. And in a previous life as a social worker, worked for the American Bar Association studying end-of-life decision-making in the ICU. Wow. Is that right? It's a bit of a switch. It's a... Is that true, though? Yes. You went from the end-of-life decision-making in the ICU to a food truck in New Orleans. Yeah, it's a little more upbeat these days. Yes, I guess there's this fine line there, perhaps. And our special musical guests today are the fabulous, unbelievable, and if you've never heard them before, wait till you hear this, the New Orleans Bingo Show. Perhaps no musical artist in New Orleans history better defines uncategorizable than the New Orleans Bingo Show, which makes them a quintessentially New Orleans phenomenon. And they really are a phenomenon. Dressed in black, white and red like the leering faces on a good poker hand, the Bingo Show is a multimedia stage experience that includes original black and white silent films, aerialists, dancers, clowns, bingo games, slapstick comedy, and shady characters who remind you that every stage door opens into a dark alley. Like all great clowns, the New Orleans Bingo Show are masters of their craft and great musicians, great enough to be touring with the original masters of New Orleans music, the Preservation Hall Jazz Band. Mm-hmm. Sitting around the table Woo! today... Ah, Clint Majin, Ronnie Numbers, Trixie Minx, Keith Hajar, Michael Miller, and Sammy Slovy is somewhere or other around the room. Hi, Sammy, there you are. That's our show today. What about that? And on piano, of course, the always talented, gorgeous, fabulous Mitch Foreman. Ah, Mitch, thank you. Beautiful. I feel like I've done a whole show already. And that, I mean, I feel oh, like I've put in a whole wow. 60 minutes of work here. When do we get paid? Uh, Mitch, how's it going out there? What's going on over at your end? A whole lot, of, whole lot of everything. Across the room. Now, I'm just watching Clint pour. Why are you pouring one bottle of water into another bottle? <clears throat> well, if you tell me where Mitch is, I'll tell you. I, I can't, he's, he's, across, <laughs> he's across the room. Why are you pouring one bottle of water into... What's, what's in this bottle that's different? For, that was empty when you started, right? Is this a trick? It's a, it's Come here so I can hear you. It, it, it depends on who you're asking. You know. I'm, it's oh, it depends on who I'm asking. I'm okay. Ron, I'm going to ask you. <laughs> Why is he pouring one bottle of water into... I can't tell you, bro. Really? How Sorry. long have you guys been together in a band? 
23 years. 20, 23 wow. this year. Yeah. 23 years. Yeah. And you don't know why he pours one bottle of water into another. I can't tell you. Can you do a trick? Like, can you pour it down your shirt and make it disappear or anything? He's got a trick later. It'll, it'll come up later. We've got an hour, man. Like I, I said, man, you tell me where Mitch is and it's, it's no problem. I'll, I'll show <laughs> you what's up at the bottom. Uh, Mitch is in the, in the other room. Behind us. You want to go take a look? Well, that was easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so how do you do the trick I with think the water? I think you're fibbing. How do you do the trick with the water? <laughs> uh, it'll, 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 it'll come. It's really? Yeah. Okay, patience. It's gonna All right. Okay. How many people do you have in the room today? We've got like, so was seven? There's seven people here. 700. 700 people. New record? <laughs> yes, a total new record for the show. We've never had this many people on. And you guys have got some... Yes. <laughs> and you guys have some equipment here. What is this, Clint, what is this little white box with a red thing on it? Wow. Okay. And it, I know you don't know what's going on at home if you're listening to this, but he's doing that with his voice. I'm so happy to <laughs> be in this. That's amazing. The, the, the trick is to, to actually make it come through your nerves. That's, that is a cool trick, actually. That's a, called the SOS station. Okay, so you, have you you're guys, blowing on my props. I mean, you know. Okay. How long have you guys... No, I won't talk about any more props. How, so have you guys had this bingo show together for all those years? 20-something years, really? It's actually been 10 years, feels like. I see you're doing a different scale. It's 10 years. 10 feels like 20 Analog, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, some measure it in dog years. You know, we're, we're measuring it in, in carny years, actually. Right. You know. So you, do you call yourselves carnies? No, no. What, how do we you? don't, but we like to step into those shoes every now right. and then. How when we're measuring how long we've been together, we usually uh, put on the carny hat. Right. So when we're eating breakfast, we, we usually pretend like we're Waylon Jennings. So it's two different things. What do you have for breakfast? <laughs> I had a big pot of beans, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> what, what, what time did you get up this morning, really? Oh, about uh, 16 Couple, minutes ago. Six, yeah? yeah? I don't know how you feel. What time did you go to bed last night, then? Oh. You can still see that. If you can still see that watch of yours, that's a pretty good sign that you're still... About, 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 about two days ago, actually. Two days ago? Yeah, I treated myself to some sleep. You've been asleep for two days? Like, uh, yeah, it, I'd been up for a week and a half, so... I, I almost would believe that, actually. Yeah. Ron? What? <laughs> you're, you're meant to be the straight guy, right? Is that... No, that's a switch. Is, yeah. that, is that true, Ron? Has he been up for, uh, for how long? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Take that, Mitch. Yeah. Wow, nice. These are the best toys we've ever had on the show, for sure. Again, it's all about through the nose. Right. <laughs> it's amazing. So you like a ventriloquist? Of sorts, Awesome, yeah. awesome. Rachel, you've been working today already as well, right? Uh, yes, we did, uh, we did a lunch shift on the truck earlier, and, uh, and the truck is currently at the farmer's market. And you're not working me. on it? Oh. No. <laughs> is there a farmer's market today? Oh, down in Mid-City. He's a ventriloquist, and, and I can yeah. run the You can work without yeah. being there. So yeah, kind of like how Mitch can to, uh, play the piano from, from over there. From another room. Hey, um, what, where were you today this morning? I saw on Twitter that you were somewhere else, though, right? Uh, yeah, we did uh, lunch over at Oshner. At the hospital? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that was strange. What's up with that? Uh, they're switching over their medical record system, and so they've got, like... 
couple hundred people, you know, over their uh, training on any given day. Okay, I was imagining patients like coming down out of the rooms, out of the ICU, you know. To have lunch at the La Cocinita food truck, but that isn't... I try to merge my past. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I was really, I was envisioning people with gowns, you know, with the with the uh, ass hanging out, you know, shuffling up to the truck, and, but that isn't what it looks like at no, all. No, we do delivery for that. We're kind of nice like that. You do? You deliver it to hospital? No, we would. You would? If somebody from an ICU ordered, we'd bring it. So what did you do at the ICU? I never heard, I mean, that's crazy. Um, you were a social worker. Yeah, so basically I used to... Uh, sit in on family decisions, uh, you know, family uh, discussions with doctors about end-of-life decision-making. Uh... Let's have a recreation of that right now. Clint, <laughs> you be someone who's dying, okay? I don't know if I want to make, I don't know if I want to make light of that one. That, that's pretty serious. That's an amazing thing you did. Don't you have a yeah. toy for that? I don't know if I got one for that one. Mitch is right on time, <laughs> though. Nice, though. So really, Rich, you did that. You, you sat there. What, what was your role in this? Um, I was you actually... have your finger on the switch? <laughs> yes. Sorry. You say the word. <laughs> um, no, I was, uh, I was actually doing a study, so I was just observing and uh, memorizing the conversations and then recording them later. Wow. <laughs> you couldn't have a tape recorder in there? You had to do it old-fashioned way? Yeah. How did you do that? Can you tell me back this whole conversation that we've had so far today? Well, let's finish the hour, huh? Can you do the whole hour? Give me a challenge. Okay. We had, we had two and a half hour meetings sometimes. And you went and wrote that down. So you, the mem- your memory must not be that accurate, really. You surely can't remember. So you might have got the whole thing wrong. Oh, I made the whole thing up. Right. Well, you might as well have, right? <laughs> so what are people talking about? So someone's dying. Someone in the family is dying yeah. in another room in the ICU. Mm-hmm. And we're like the family sitting around here, right? And we're saying, what should we do? So, someone, has someone got the power to turn off the switch? Um, like the power, power of attorney or whatever that's called? Yeah. And it's usually not a switch, but yeah. What is it? Um, well, it's a matter of like taking them off certain medications and, oh. and all that, or like uh, taking out the breathing tube. Okay, Chris, so, so you got the power to make the decision. Okay, all right, Chris I've got Boyd. The switch yes, in my hand. you're making the decision. All right, so do it. What sort of uh, what sort of elements go into making up this decision normally? <laughs> uh, what did the patient want? If we didn't know, what was he like? What was, was he, he really... like, Ron? What was he like, Clint, when he was alive, was he like? when he was breathing on his own? <laughs> what? What was Clint like when he was breathing unassisted? <laughs> when, he, when he was breathing on the yeah, system. Yeah, talking to the microphone. When he, when he was breathing on the system, he, he was a cowboy, man. He was a cowboy? Yeah. Do you think he'd want us to kill him or revive him? Um, I don't know. Depends on when. when, when, when what situation? Well, like now. Like so, right Because we don't have all day, yes. No, man. He's We've only got, got two hours. I, I, I have to make the executive decision. The doctors he, are... We, we got shows this weekend. We, gotta, we can't pull the plug quite yet. Yeah. Plus, okay. he only skinned his knee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I could see why you want to get out of that job. That sounds horrible. <laughs> was it depressing it's or intense. what? Yeah. I mean, at times. Well, could, also... well, fill us in because I don't think anyone in this room probably or anyone listening to us possibly has ever been in on a conversation like that. What elements go into making up your mind about whether to kill someone or revive them? <laughs> um, well, first of all, you don't phrase it that way. But uh, um... Well, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> Actually, some of the doctors might. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, it's... You know, some of it is about, well, okay, he was a cowboy, so, you know, he might, uh, he might not be interested in living a very limited, you know, lifestyle in terms of, like, mobility, and, you know, if he's, uh, if he's not going to be able to engage with his, you know, his loved ones, then would he really want to be alive just to sort of be alive on machines? But, um, you know, some people, for religious reasons or spiritual reasons, you know, feel that God makes the ultimate decision, and, like, you, you know, you do whatever you can no matter what. Other people feel like, um, you know, I mean, some people will be very specific with their loved ones and say, hey, uh, I mean, <laughs> my best friend's dad said, if I can't play golf, 
Yeah. I'm done. <laughs> like, so. Um, okay. And uh, so, what, what uh, sort of how good of a golfer would you have to be, though? You know. Pretty pretty good, I would think. I mean, you could still it play would, golf from a bed, I assume, couldn't you? It's like on a video game, maybe. Hmm. Um, I'm sure people change their minds, though, when it actually comes to you lying on a bed and someone's going to kill you. You might say, you know, that whole thing with the golf, don't worry about that. As long as I can actually drink and eat, <laughs> maybe that would be enough at this point. Do yeah, you think? No, it's, I, well, it, it gets tricky because then, yeah, you're in this situation and, and you're like, well, he said this, but that was so many years ago. And, right. Or, you know, but now this is an issue. And did he mean... Um, you know, he just didn't want a breathing tube or like, you know, the feeding tube versus dialysis versus... And are there members, you know, of the, members of the family sitting around here and supposedly they're not all going to agree, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, and I, sometimes you have like weird like, oh, here's my estranged son who uh, finally just came back into the picture and like, what are his... Kill him. <laughs> so I'm thinking I should save Clint, right? Because, you know, I want to see him get up and play golf again and, and sing. And Ron's like, you know what? I think it'd be a good thing if we got rid of him because then I could be the vocalist. In the band, it happens. Yeah. Okay, I've been begging yeah. him to do that for years. <laughs> so, so do people get? Con- does it get contentious? It can't. Yeah, I mean, I've uh, I saw a husband threatening to punch a uh, the dad. Um, wow. And the I mean, the doctor had to stand up and intervene. Which side was the husband and the dad on? Like, which, was it one oh, versus the other? Like. Um, no, they well, they had actually just agreed to withdraw care, and uh, so like they came to that decision, but then every I mean there was so just this is a so woman who's lying involved. on the mm. this is a guy's the woman's husband and the woman's father right exactly and who and that's a good question Chris yeah Which, they actually they did agree on on withdrawing care so what was um, the fist fight about like um I'm not really sure he said uh, the husband. Uh, Yes, go on. The, the I dad said. It. The dad said um, maybe we should contact you know so and so to come and see her first. And the husband did not like that idea. Whoever Uh-oh. that person was was not very well liked. Well, by the it's husband. funny that you could still be jealous of someone who's your wife's friend when she's you know the next thing you're going to do is pull the plug. It was a woman. I well, well it was anyway, another woman it's like no General idea. Hospital. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Except you Christ. don't get to know the real plot. We've really, we've really gone down a bad road now with this conversation, <laughs> haven't we? I've got an idea. Yes. Do you Clint. cook on the truck? Yes. You do? <laughs> you do cook on the truck. I thought that was illegal too, as well as killing people. In Chicago it was. <laughs> not going to save it. <laughs> We're not going to save it. Yeah. <laughs> so you cook on the truck? Yeah. Like you cook it and then you serve it right there? Yeah. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we, we do some of the prepping ahead of time, so like we breeze the meats, you know, overnight or whatever, and then uh, and we're heating stuff up on the truck. And most yeah. popular item? Uh, what are you guys just throwing out the window? Tacos. Tacos. <laughs> Everybody loves tacos. Who doesn't like a taco? Let's come back and talk about the food truck in a minute. But first of all, let's while we've got all this equipment, let's hear something. What do you say okay. from the New Orleans Bingo Show? Yeah. All, all right. these guys are standing around here. Well, we don't, we don't really know how it's going to go. Okay. But, uh, yeah, we'll give it a shot. Okay. Why don't you put it up here, Ron, Trump? Yeah. Do you need me to open this way? We've got the bottle of water. The special water. Oh, look at all the stuff here. Oh, my God. This is great. And we left most of our toys at home. This is awesome. Clint, I've always wondered where you get most of your toys. Is it just a random assortment, or do you go to, like, a specific Kmart? I've got a, I've got a pretty big family. And any time I'm at a family function, I usually excuse myself from the dinner table, you know, like Thanksgiving. Then I go up into my nieces and nephews' room and rummage about. Nice. And just steal anything that makes, you know, 
I, no. <laughs> What's the point of having family if you can't? I feel like I, I mean, after the conversation we just had, I yeah. feel like the floor is kind of open, man. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Let's give it a shot. All right. Ready? Yeah, get rid of it. So, y'all ready? Yeah. yeah. My goodness! Beautiful. That was awesome. Okay, that was wild. What uh, now? The the whistling that you heard in the middle of that song, of course, utilized the famous bottle of water from earlier. I can't believe it came back to us that quickly. So, do you take this bottle with you everywhere you go? Well, I. uh, This is a special prop. Actually, a buddy of mine uh, named Carlos Malta, a multi instrumentalist from Brazil. Yeah. Taught me uh, how to do this in '98, uh, all those years ago, and uh, I've been working on it ever since. And incidentally, I just got this one in Brazil a couple months ago, and this is pretty much my favorite bottle to play on. Okay, give us. But a, you can do it on any of them. Give us a quick demonstration. You see, so you blow, you blow across the top like. Uh,
Yeah. It sounds so like uh, cool. it sounds like Zamfir. Remember that guy? Yes. Zamfir with the panpipes. <laughs> oh sure. My dad it, actually asked me to memorize the 800 number on the bottom of the screen when I was in second grade because he thought maybe he'd want to buy that later. The the, uh, the uh, Zamfir yeah, 1-800-421-2000. You still remember that? Wow. Yeah, and he actually Call called it, it a few years Call ago. No, it's a different um, uh, it's a different, different infomercial now. Oh, really? But it's, a, it's still it's the still infomercial. An infomercial yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was a number to call to get the Zamfir history of the world panpipe. Yeah, I've had a good memory since I was a kid. It wasn't just wow. a, a recent ICU thing. That, that, <laughs> that is impressive, isn't it? You guys, know, I can't, I can't possibly let that go. Uh, did you did you dial it? Okay, now here. Here's, <laughs> okay. It's so funny you say that. Okay, so when I was a Do kid, you have the Zamfir set? No, I don't. But as far as one eight hundred numbers that stick with you from your childhood, yes. <laughs> this is kind of crazy, and I haven't done this in a couple of years. Yeah. But uh, when I was a kid growing up, we used to watch night tracks. It's like a video show. We really late at night, and there was this uh, advertisement for. Um, Diesel Driving, Driving Academy. Driving Academy. Yes. Hey, Chris, how did you know he was going to say that? Do you remember the number? You want, you want to do it? You ready? Okay, hang on. This is what I've been doing. <laughs> okay. I usually call them. Awesome. And it still works. And it still works. Yeah. Are you ready? Okay. Wait, we're going to call them right now. This is the most memorable jingle ever made okay. in the history of mankind. I'm so excited you know what this is. One, two, one, two, three, four. When you can drive a truck, you got a job, my friend. Diesel Driving Academy will teach you all you need to know. Hang on, hang on. They hung up. No, 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 no. She probably got disconnected. Just call back. I I can't can't let that go. (laughs) Maybe she's too young to know. Hang on now. Hang on. What did she say when she answered the phone? No, 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 look. This is like a love letter to y'all. This is like, you know, hang on a second. Let us sing the song to you. This is so memorable. I remember this for 20 years. Hang on tight. Here we go. When you can drive a truck, you got a job, my friend. Diesel Driving Academy will teach you all you need to know. Impressed. Are they still on the phone? Group in Baton Rouge. Should they hang up again? Usually I get the answering machine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's go back and screen your calls. I, you- I've called them from the show at times. <laughs> wow, where did you grow up? You grew up in New Orleans? I grew up in Lafayette. Lafayette. And Chris, where did you grow up? Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And so what were you watching? Because, I mean, when you say the most memorable jingle, that is not the most memorable <laughs> that, that commercial, <laughs> like... <laughs> When you're like eight, watching cartoons. When you're a teenager, walking, watching like MTV. When you're watching Saturday Night Live, it did not matter. It came on all the time. On everything. All the time. Like, but if you post that on Facebook, a hundred people will chime in and be like, "Oh my God, Diesel Driving Academy!" <laughs> it's hilarious. Obviously it's memorable. Hilar- it is. Uh, well, I wouldn't be able to remember that. Rachel, did you think that was memorable? You remember everything. I mean, <laughs> it's all relative. I bet that, to me, that sounded like quite a complex musical. You know, it wasn't like it, some stupid... It was the way the guy what, sang it. If we did it, 
a hundred thousand times this afternoon. <laughs> okay, I bet you you'd remember. It. Okay, it. I mean we've got thirty-three minutes. And what was um <laughs> what was on the commercial? What were you watching? Was a guy driving a truck? Yes, it was film. It was really bad film, like hand camcorder shots of people learning to drive eighteen wheelers, <laughs> and like really poorly lit, you know, customer service desks. Like, welcome to Diesel Driving Academy. It was horrible. And did you ever, Chris? Did you ever consider learning to drive a truck? Oh, every time I'd be like, man, I gotta call. That fucking number. It's like, <laughs> I got to do that. And how did you get to not drive a truck and end up becoming a web developer? I opted to start designing websites, but I really wanted to go into the Diesel Driving Academy. If you want to drive our truck sometime. Yeah. yeah. You have a truck, right? Is it, it, it takes regular down? fuel. It's not diesel. Uh, it's not diesel. Oh, it doesn't take diesel? No. Diesel Driving Academy. Where was Diesel Driving Academy, I wonder? I I think he's hanging out with Mitch right now. (laughs) (laughs) He's at the safe house. (laughs) Dude, I've I've done that at shows, like, I don't know, what do you think, Ronnie? 30 different times over I've never had anybody sing what? along with me. Yeah. It's a unifying wow. thing. Like, if maybe, you grew maybe, up in South Louisiana, or I thought South Louisiana, maybe just Baton Rouge, like, yeah. you can go to well, like a class reunion and everyone will just immediately know what you're talking about. It's crazy. Maybe you have to get like wherever north of New Orleans or north of Baton Rouge or something. <laughs> maybe people have just been shy. I, I need another high five on that, for real. That, that was really, that was a, that was a real great. happy I can hour say moment. I've performed with you. That's really like, that's another feather in my cap. Yeah, there you go. You can put it on your resume <laughs> now. That's fantastic. And I guess, Clint, you can say you've worked in the web development world. With, <laughs> there you go. You know, why not? Trade off. So how did you get to d- design websites from watching TV in, <laughs> in Baton Rouge? So I was always a really bad student. And when I was in college, I've always been really good with computers, but I was always a really poor student, just never energetic about school. So while I was in college, uh, because I was good at computers, people would always ask me to make websites. So I had a friend that asked me to make a website for him, and... What was the first one? He wanted to start a gang. Um, a gang? Yeah, it was almost okay. like a... Wait, do gangs have websites now? <laughs> yeah. This is like a suburban, you know, like, spoiled rich kid gang, not, not like a gang gang. What was the name um, of the gang? They're like, we're going to redefine gangs. Yeah. WWW. Yeah. <laughs> Mafia Network. And that was the first website I did. And, Mafia um, Network. Dot com? No, dot it was, org? no, it was like dash. There were dashes and dots and slashes hmm. and all sorts of stuff. But... See if it's still available. After I did that, <laughs> I, uh, people started paying me to make websites. And even though I was doing really poorly at LSU, I was working at these jobs that were paying fairly well for a college student, so I had tons of beer money. And I was like, this is great. I want to keep doing this more and more. So um, it just kind of snowballed. And I, while I was going through college, I kept getting these different web design jobs. By the time I finished college, my major had nothing to do with what were you web design, in? sociology. But oh, I changed majors like five times. Me too. You majored in sociology? Everybody. You could have ended up by turning the switch off of dying people. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but if you or, played or your cards right, running a food truck would not have bad. Um, so basically, by the time I graduated from college, I had enough experience, even though my major had nothing to do with computers, to get a real job. Yes. Ron's, le- Ron's left us and Trixie Minx has joined us. Hi, Trixie. Wow. Hi, how are you doing? V- good. Sorry, okay, we'll come back to you in a moment, but we just have to finish ha- figuring out how... Such a tease, not fair. I'll hang on for a sec. Yes, so now you'd, Long you've graduated short. in sociology, which is a useless subject, <laughs> but thank God you could design websites. Otherwise, what would you be doing today, I wonder? I'd be a teaching at Diesel Driving Academy. Yes. Um. Or you'd be on the food truck, which is not a bad gig, actually. Anyway, over the yeah, years, so. you know, websites turned into apps, and then I founded right. Aptitude, and now I'm here. 
Yeah, there's something missing in the middle, though. I mean, how did you get to work in New York City and work for WordPress? WordPress makes more websites than anybody in the world, I Yeah, suppose, it's like right? 20% of the web is, is powered by WordPress. Um, because so supposedly you must be good to do that, right? I, I think so. Um, yeah. When, after I did the, web, the app for Rice University, uh, Matt Mullenweg, who invented WordPress, is originally from Houston. I think that must have caught their eye and they got in touch with me about working for WordPress. What did you do for Rice University? Uh, just the first iPhone app. Um, they didn't have an app, and this is in 2008, 2009. Right what, does when, it, what does a college do with an app? What does it do? Uh, it shows you where bus locations are, so if it's raining, you don't have to you know, wait outside. You can just kind of see the bus When I went around. to college, nobody cared about the rain, <laughs> really. Everyone was too high to worry about whether it was raining or not. Yeah. Um, that, really, the college wants an app to tell you where to get out of the rain? What a bunch of babies. Really. <laughs> Seriously. Back then That's it was... That's what you're paying $100,000 a year to go to college or whatever it is to... It's a fairly expensive school, yeah. Um, okay. Well, I guess you want an app to tell you how to keep dry if you're going to pay something $1,000 to go to school. Definitely. And we're working on something similar here in New Orleans that shows you where all the buses and streetcars are. So. Now, have you put... Is that working yet, that ride app? It was working, and then, unfortunately, the RTA uh, kind of cut off our access to it. So we're kind of in negotiations with the RTA right yeah. now. The RTA, why would they do that if it was working? They were getting uh, their servers, you know, where, where mm. all the data stays, mm. uh, was getting hit too much. So every time somebody too opened popular. up the app. Right. So I'm kind of working okay, on a solution. With it, was, you. it was too good of an idea. I can't quite <laughs> understand that. Trixie, do you understand that? I do, but Why it would something be too popular? It's good. It's a good problem to have. You have too many people coming, so they just need to make more room. That's all. Was that right? Just to make more room? Absolutely. You see, you could be in Are you in web development? Totally. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a side job, but, you know, I don't want to take away. Are you really, or are you kidding? We should I'm partner. I'm very much kidding. kidding. <laughs> I thought I might have hit you something. You almost got from. hired. Yeah, yes. Yeah. You almost had a job. I almost got a job. But the RTA thing, I mean, <laughs> is it really? It was crashing because it was too popular? Yeah, basically with a, a website or an app or anywhere, somebody's going to pay the bill for bandwidth. It's kind of like your home internet So connection. every time someone logs on, it's costing you money? I mean, fractions of a cent. But if you multiply that by right. a certain number, eventually it starts to kind of hit into people's budgets. Wouldn't you um, think you would have thought of that before you uh, well, activated a uh, The RTA app? in New Orleans is actually very forward-thinking. They opened up their data back in August, which is kind of, for a lot of cities... Um, is, is forward-thinking, and, and that's one of the great things about New Orleans is that we have a lot of cool, progressive, technology-minded uh, individuals doing that kind of stuff. But That's an unusual sentence for New Orleans, but that's true now. It is. Well, Neighborland was, uh, was working on all that kind of stuff, and, and then they actually later stepped in with the food trucks. But, uh, but yeah, that was like their big success right before they, uh, they started partnering with us. That would be a good thing to have a food truck app so you can I tell would, where the yeah. food truck is. I would love to do a food truck app Oh, as you well. have to. Awesome. So we all Absolutely. know where they are. Yeah. And a Florida Tees app. Yes. That would be fantastic. And a bingo app. Bingo app. Or you app. can be your own bingo person. It'd yeah. be awesome. What would you put on the bingo app? <laughs> Toys. Toys. Yeah. yeah you would Toy have to sounds. <laughs> you, could do, you could play your own bingo song. But you'd have to play it well. Yeah. Or we wouldn't let you'd you play on the app. You'd have to audition. <laughs> hey, what? Now, Ronnie's gone. He's left his keyboard here. Oh. Can, we, can we play it? No, don't. Oh, no. Yeah, give it a shot. Okay. Hey, talking of keyboards, Mitch, you want to play something? I'd like to play that keyboard. But Would you like to? Okay, come <laughs> on, get it here. It's I'll a, come into the other room. Okay, it's a PSS He's coming 30. To PSS. <laughs> you know uh, no, what? I, can't I come could in play in. along with you. It's going to be awkward. Today. I think he's going to teleport. So the safe house really is the other room? Mm-hmm. Wow. I don't believe it. He's right that. behind the it's not curtain. It's safe, is it? <laughs> it's just, we, just, we just do it for acoustic reasons because it sounds so bad. Wow. Okay, Mitch, what are you thinking of playing? I'm going to play My Romance. 
Oh, oh I nice. like that song. My romance, Rogers and Hart. Okay. Very nice. How do you like playing that? You've played that before, I think. Have I played it? I couldn't remember. I think you I played that on. I think you played that on the show before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that. What did you think of that, Trixie? I thought it was lovely. Beautiful playing, isn't it? It was. Yeah. I wish I could have seen him. Yeah. Oh, he looks. <laughs> we all right, almost I'm did. Coming out. <laughs> he's, he's looks. He's beautiful looking. Is he really? Mm -hmm. It's gorgeous. I like to play looks naked. Looks like Fabio. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so. Keep the show clean. Yeah, exactly. Keeping so, it clean. So, Chris, yeah. you came back to New Orleans because we have like this outreach thing called Nola Bound, which is a bunch of tech-minded or business and business-minded people right. who troll around the country looking for people to seduce to move back to New Orleans or move to New Orleans. Right, so it was a what project. Did they, how did they convince you? Um, so they brought us here in March. It was 27 people from four different industries, uh, digital media, green, uh, energy, 
bioscience and arts-based businesses. And they brought 27 people that they had selected from those industries that they thought would be good contributors to New Orleans or at least would be able to spread the message that New Orleans is a different city. Right. Um, different from what it used to be. Well, there's just this perception that, you know, the last images that people have in their minds of New Orleans aren't what, what it is today. And uh, they thought we would be great to spread that message. And at the very least, we would spread the message. And at the best case scenario, we would move here. And how did somebody, how they pick you? You're sort of famous in the tech business? I wouldn't say famous. We're famous on Twitter. That's I'm, I'm famous now that I've done the Diesel Driving Academy song mm-hmm. with Clint. <laughs> no, but you were like a celebrity. You're like a superstar. Tell um, the truth. I have a, I have a good resume. Okay. Um, so no, when stop you're looking... being falsely modest and tell the truth. Are you really like a tech superstar guy? Uh, yeah, I, I think so. Okay. Um, definitely in the south, I would be one of the, the more known developers. Right. Um, Are you wealthy? <laughs> do you get wealthy doing these things? I mean, seriously. I started getting more wealthy when I started doing apps. You do? Yeah. So you can make some money out of this thing? Yeah, definitely with apps. Are you single um, as well? It's more than beer money now. Okay, yeah, more than beer money. Trixie, are you single too? I am not. I'm happily married. Okay. Wow. Do you have any single friends? That need apps? Like, Women. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do, actually. Okay, so this could work out a little later on. Yes, Clint's nodding. Yes, there's someone in mind. Hey, man, if the guy's got money, you know? Yeah, and he's nice, and he's a celebrity. And, and he's a looker, too. Sing. Yeah, yeah, and he can sing. And they can sing the Diesel Driving diesel Academy driving song. Academy That's sorry. really the selling point, you know? And so, and so you're a successful app builder. So they went out and they said, why don't you come back to New Orleans instead of living in New York City where it's, you know, expensive and dirty? They were careful not to say directly we want you to move to New Orleans. It was just, can you come down and we'll bring you around places beyond the usual French Quarter, Mardi Gras, Bourbon Street kind of experience. In fact, we didn't even go into the French right. Quarter the entire time we so were So there was no oh, hookers cool. or cocaine or anything involved. Right, unfortunately. But <laughs> after... Until you moved back. <laughs> I had kind of approached it. I was going to move to New York. I was looking for apartments in Brooklyn and I approached it from this perspective of New Orleans is where I always wanted to end up. I just didn't know if it would be possible doing what I do. Right. To do it in you New might Orleans. have to wait till you were homeless or something. Right. <laughs> right. Um, or I thought, you know, maybe in a decade the city would, would be in an area where it could sustain a market for apps. And during Nolabound, what I learned was that, yeah, there is a tech scene here and it's sustainable. And that if I moved here, I could do what I do for a living now, which is start my own company, make apps for people, right. and be successful at it. So. Uh, it answered those questions for me, and then within two weeks, I had my house up for sale in Houston, and I was making plans to move. Wow. And you love it here now. Absolutely. It's, it's home. It's I where saw I always... a thing on the web that they posted, and all about and people put up a letter that you'd written in which you said you're going to stay here for the rest of your life. Absolutely. And how yeah. long do you intend to live if Rachel has anything to do with it? <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually one of those, like, if, if I can't, you know, think, just cut me off kind of people. Like, I, I would not want to be on life support. Do your um, loved ones know that? Yes. I've let them know many times. Really? So, when yeah. you were sober? <laughs> <laughs> what did no, you, I, have you had the conversation with someone, really? I, my father's a lawyer, so when I think it was the Terry Shavu case happened. Yeah. Shavu case. Well, she was brain dead in there. Right, but she was fight. alive for like yeah. crazy amount of years. Right. Um, and I was like, yeah, whatever I need to do to make sure that doesn't happen. So, Pull the plug. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay, so everyone, well, plus we have this, you know, on tape now or whatever this is on. Exactly. Digital. Perfect. So we if have this goes, If this gets played in an ICU conversation, it'd be amazing. Wow. Would that, that hold happen? up? Like if they had played the podcast, would that be like. I think so. Because usually you don't have like, like, it's so rare that you have a signed document. And so to have something like this, 
Right. It's actually like a huge relief to the family to have like to have your wishes mm. spelled yeah. out. Well, hopefully, if anything works out, you'll get run over by a streetcar or something when you step out of the Collins Hotel. <laughs> using my app, we'll be able to. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, using your app. Yeah, with your hey. head down. It was delicious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting for the streetcar to arrive, and here's Thomas Dolby walking into the room. Hello. Come on, in. fantastic. Thomas, pull up a chair. <laughs> Thank you for coming. Okay, Thomas, this is Clint Majin, Trixie Minx, Rachel Billow, Chris Boyd. Come on and sit down, Tom. And um, on the headphones is Mitch Foreman. No. <laughs> yes, I swear to God. Hey, Thomas. <laughs> so we're hey, told. Mitchell. How's it going? It's going well. Where are you? Pull up a chair, T. It's the, uh, we have I'm the in a, cheapest. Uh, a safe room very nearby. <laughs> It's not a house. Yeah, we can't. We're not allowed to tell you. House. We can't tell you where it's. Hi. <laughs> I'm good. Good. So you came from TribeCon. I did indeed. What was that all about? Because we tried to go, but nobody would let us in. Would they not? No. Oh, they were letting any sort of riffraff in. <laughs> really? Yeah, they, they, in fact, they needed to fill a few seats. So. That was quiet. Yes. Oh dear. Uh, well, it was in the park in City Park, uh, close to where I'm playing tomorrow at Voodoo. Right. And they're in a sort of, uh, you know, like a sort of one of those temple kind of gazebo type things. And it's like the New Orleans it's tech. Out, it's outside. Yeah. It's okay. the New Orleans tech community talking about, about tech stuff. You Are know. you missing something right now? Well, this is Chris. <laughs> Chris Boyd is like a big tech superstar. Oh, right. Okay. But he wasn't I, invited either. I actually sacrifices in order to be I, here, I skipped so I could do this. Are you serious? I did. You could have done both. You could have given Thomas a ride. I here. could have hung out with Thomas <laughs> yeah. and we could have come over. Oh. You could have done both. Oh, well. So was it any good, actually, the whole thing? Yeah, it was good, yeah. What, what did you talk about? Uh, I've already forgotten. Hey, okay, good thing. Hey, would you like a drink? I'd we have a, a waitress somewhere or other. That, okay, when, when she comes back. Okay. No, I mean, I, Graham will get it. You know, I, I reached, I have one jacket and I, and I have one set of notes in my jacket pocket and whenever yeah. I speak, I sort of pull out those notes and just use those. The same old thing, yeah. yeah. Like a stock speech kind of yeah. thing? Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Do you have the, you don't, well, you don't have the jacket on, so that's no, the end really, of that. they took it so away. So you're playing Voodoo tomorrow? Yes, I am indeed. That's exciting. Yeah, the, the bingo that? stage, also known as Le Carnaval. Yeah. Oh, these guys are five fifteen p.m. The name of this five fifteen p.m. Yeah. The name of this band is New Orleans Bingo Show. Excellent. So, what is the show called? The Bingo? Yes. What would you like? Oh, uh, could I have an iced coffee. Iced coffee. <laughs> you can you. have a bar here. You know, you can have anything you want. I don't drink, mate. You don't drink anything. No, I know. Oh hell, really? no, not like you oh, luscious. Gonna, yeah, right. That's going to go against you here in New Orleans. <laughs> Rachel, you don't have a drink. The waitress here is hopeless. Else? Yeah. Uh, what happened to our waitress, by the way? <laughs> Yeah, Rachel. Rachel can remember everything, every phone number she's ever dialed. Wow. Yes, and everything anyone's ever said to her. Incredible. Isn't it amazing? <laughs> it's, it's incredible. Yeah. She's going to do our whole conversation back to us after the, at the end of the show. I'll do iced coffee too. Iced coffee? Sure. Yeah. Okay, very good. You don't have to record it. No, we don't have to record the show. Why bother taping this thing or whatever it's called now? <laughs> When oh, are we going to use this version, it. or did you want me to just do everyone's lines afterwards? Yeah. <laughs> just do the just do the last five minutes. Um, so, Rachel, now you now you drive a, a truck. Well, I, do you drive it? I don't frequently drive it. I, I drive it on occasion. I try to avoid it. So, so who drives it? My partner. What's his name? Benoit. 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 Right, yeah. I met him. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's a very nice guy. He's from Argentina or something. Venezuela. Venezuela. I was close enough, right? Did he vote in the last election? Um, no, he doesn't have his, um, well, he's a U.S. citizen. Um, right, so he doesn't have dual citizenship. His, he has tri-citizenship, 
But um, but he doesn't have his uh, his Venezuelan citizen card or whatever that he needs to. So he couldn't vote. No, but we had the food truck at the uh, convention center for the elections. Because there were thousands of Venezuelans came here to vote two weekends ago. Because Hugo Chavez is a genius. (laughs) Closed down the Venezuelan embassy or whatever it was in Miami, which is the biggest concentration of Venezuelans outside Venezuela. Mm-hmm. So they, who were probably so all going to vote against him. Wow. Yeah. Exactly. So they got all this money together. And, all, and we had one of these guys on the show. Marcel Marta came on our show and told us how oh. we organized yeah, it. Yeah, he's actually the one that uh, they coordinated having our food truck at the... Uh, he's a great guy. Music. And That's they great. put together, like, they raised like half a million bucks and they shipped all these Venezuelans to New Orleans to eat food. How much money did you make on the food truck that day? Are they big eaters? Yeah, well, they... <laughs> um, they really like uh, the uh, the arepas, which are like the Venezuelan specialty that we make on the truck. Yeah. And so after we sold out of like the 90-some orders that my partner made starting at 4 in the morning, um, they were very disappointed. <laughs> so, Was uh, there a riot? Did they tip the truck over and set it on fire or is that just on TV? Uh, that's just on TV, but the, um, it was sort great. of like the verbal equivalent. I, I got some, uh, I'm sure people were swearing at me in Spanish and I just wasn't able to translate it, so I have no idea. Do you speak Spanish? You must be able to <laughs> Not speak Not enough it. to understand when people swear at me. Really yelling at you? I can take orders, but I mean, I know like food and, and like if I'm in a Spanish-speaking country, I can find my way well enough or ask for what I need, but that's kind of about it. Okay. You guys speaking of orders? Okay, yes. No iced coffee. They don't make iced coffee at the Colms Hotel here, really? <laughs> How about a non-alcoholic beer? Do you have such a thing? Non-alcoholic beer, I'm sure they have that. What do you guys want? Anything else? I'm good. Rachel? Non- non-alcoholic beer. If that's not outlawed in Louisiana. Not, non-alcoholic beer, that's unlikely, but I'm going to... Chris, what about you? You want another... <laughs> she's, she's got, got your drink? Okay. Yeah. This is the, like, the worst service we've ever had here at the Columns. They're usually pretty good. Um, vodka or gin. I wonder why they hate us so much. Hey, what about playing another song? New Orleans Bingo Show. What do you think? What's that? Time for another song? Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We're pulling some... Uh, feel free Sorry, to you need to in. jump in here? Oh, for no, the Trixie, no, no, come no, on in. You can, you can play it. It'll be great. Who what's wants to... The, Thomas, can you... song? You can, Thomas, you can play this thing here. What's the song? Play out here, Trixie. Is it one I know? I, right know, I know it. I think you'll get... You'll pick it up. That's good. All right, we're here. Do you want to play anything while you're here? Go ahead and crank it, Mike. Yeah. Don't feel the pressure.
The New Orleans Bingo Show. Beautiful. Indeed, the New Orleans Bingo Show uh, featuring Thomas Dolby on keyboards on the Yamaha PSS30. Very nice. That was very nice. What do you call that, by the way? Anybody? Clint? Lost and found. Lost and found. Now, how do you write and rehearse something like that? It's kind of like Mitch. No, now, how do you do that? I mean, do you say, okay, I'm going to play, I'm gonna play the, the wind-up wind skill saw and then, then I'm going to shout into the megaphone. How do, you, I mean, how do you rehearse something? How do you write something? What do you write that on? Because it wasn't a real... We, we never have really done that one before. Not like this. Wow. <laughs> so, uh, There's a first time. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. That was pretty good. That was a world premiere. Yeah. You heard it here first. You did, yeah. Thomas, you want to play anything while you're here? Oh, uh, no, I don't think so. You want to do a, a, a guest appearance on this thing? Well, I, I'll tell you what we need to do, though, actually. Yes. As you know, for 20 years I was a San Francisco resident. Yes. And guess who's in the World Series? San Francisco Giants. And what does Giants rhyme with? Science. Uh-huh. Oh. So I have been trying to get the Giants to adopt this as their chant. You guys can help me out, right? We'll do a little demo for them, okay. right? It goes like this. Giants! Giants. <laughs> Do it again. Everybody. Giants! Giants. <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea. And what's the chance of them going for it? Well, hey, there's what, six games there's left? Six, yeah. <laughs> and they're nice. Pop- that's great. Oh, that's funny. Have you told anybody in the Giants organization? I haven't actually, but I think if they don't if they don't go for it, then I'm going to New York for the football yeah. team. <laughs> Good idea. Hey, um, do you still have a house there? Or what's going on with it? In San Francisco? In, in, yes, I do. Yeah, yeah. But you don't live there anymore, though. I don't. The other day, I went to raid my shed out in the back garden to get some bits and pieces. It is fantastic. There's like plants and creepers growing up through the floor of the shed, enveloping my equipment. Wow. So there's all these old sort of oscilloscopes and things in there and, and my Fairlight was in there and, and these plants had grown up through the chassis of the Fairlight. For like the real? Earth, the earth was swallowing it up. It was oh just my fantastic. God. How long has this stuff been in there? It's for years, oh, obviously. Eight years or something. Wow. <laughs> so did you, did you haul the stuff out? Do you still use it? I needed a machete to get anything out, actually. I, I was looking yeah. for some DAT tapes with some samples on, but I couldn't really... I mean, they were a bit fuzzy. What happens to all that stuff? Because no one has a debt player anymore, even, do they? Do well, there was a debt player in, in there, there as well, yeah, yeah. With, was, the, with the vines it, going It was half-eaten by a bougainvillea. God, how <laughs> funny. So who's living in your house? Um, some Germans. How yes, many? They've, they've occupied... Not like a platoon or anything <laughs> like that, isn't it? <laughs> it's funny, because, you know, my granny lived in the east coast of England in World War II, and she used to poison... The, the food in her larder in case the Germans came. Wow. So you had to know when you went to live there which food you could eat. And which which was kraut-friendly. Yes. Which yeah. was kraut-not-friendly. So yes. What did she have? What, which ones did she poison? Stuff that Germans might like, like sauerkraut and sausage? Or Isn't that a slightly xenophobic comment? No, I think that ger- sauerkraut is German food, isn't it? Yes. Well, that doesn't I, mean that all Germans no, like sauerkraut. No, but if, uh, if you're a German and you're invading your grandmother's pantry... Yeah, on, on behalf of Mr. Morris, I'd like to apologise to any so, Germans, any Germans listening. that don't like sauerkraut. Well, uh, that's, thank, you, thank you for the disclaimer. Okay. But um, did she poison everything in there or just what from, no, you, from A to M? Or? You had to know. Jesus Christ. You to know she, you're you not did. kidding about this? No, right? I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. Did anyone ever make a mistake and have to have an end-of-life discussion? Well, I never <laughs> knew my father. There you are. So <laughs> that's what, <laughs> no, no. That's ridiculous. <clears throat> okay, so where are you going from here, by the way? Are you on tour? Yeah, well, a mini tour, yeah. I'm going... Well, I just came from Denver and Austin. 
Austin right. last night, and I'm going after Voodoo. I'm going to Moogfest in Asheville. Oh. Asheville, ah, Carolina. Now we have now we have something to talk about with the New Orleans Bingo Show, mm. who wrote a song for the Moog competition. Did you? How did Clint, come and tell us the whole story here. We didn't place it all, but uh, we're, we're, we're pretty tight with them. It's amazing oh, yeah. they have their factory there, and uh, then they would love to have you. Have you reached out to them yet, by any chance? To, to the Moog people? Actually, yeah, they gave, they gave me an award this year, the Moog Innovator Award. Have you toured the factory yet? I haven't toured. The, I guess I might do that this time. Do it no. while you're there. It's amazing. They gave me a Voyager XL. Very nice. Uh, Was that a motorbike? No, it's it's a little like this actually. It's a little thing. Yes, a little yeah. keyboard. Yeah. Actually, a for all thing. for a lifetime of work as a pioneer <laughs> of electronic music. That's what I get. You get a little <laughs> crappy little keyboard like that. No, it's a monster actually. <laughs> <laughs> you could batter down doors. Oh really? Yeah. Is it really like a big giant cool thing? To it's have? quite large. I'm hoping they give it to me in England, not in Asheville Otherwise, with no flight case. Yeah, good point. <laughs> So these guys also have a theremin in their band. Wow, good. Yeah, yeah. Don't we all? I, I came across a marching band with a theremin the other day. Wow. Nice. The guy had like a That's car a battery on his idea. back. <laughs> <laughs> That's a pretty cool idea. Yeah. So do people still, do they still make these? Is it, okay, here's a good question. Is it Moog or Moog? You said Moog, Clint. Is it Moog or Moog? Uh, it's Moog according to the current factory staff. It is. You know, but I mean, it's tomato and tomato. Yeah. They have whole, they, actually, they have slogans that are based on rhyming with Moog. I forget what it is, but I, f- I found okay, it I'd like, I'd like to hear yeah. a word that rhymes with Moog. Chris Boyd. Well, Moog. No. Lug. 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 That's not a word. Lug. Actually, Rachel. It could be a word. Dug. Dug is not a word. Clint, do you know a word that rhymes with Moog? You've had now about 35 seconds. Fugue. Mitch Nice. There we go. Mitch is the man. Madonna changed it all. It was her fault. She needed something to rhyme with Vogue. Ah, so it's that. (laughs) (laughs) Nice, dude. That was quick. Nice. So, so, um, okay, so you're going there to the factory. Yeah, and then... They give you one of these things. And then DC, if the hurricane don't hit... Oh, that's right. Now there's supposed to be a giant hurricane hitting to the East Coast, not us. Yeah. That makes a change, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, we don't have to worry about this. Oh, well, that's of course, how many times have you heard that, though? Yeah, and then no, you like, wake up tomorrow morning and like, whoa, what happened? <laughs> now it's coming right here. And my driver on the way in here today, I said, any further news of this storm? He said, oh, not a problem. There you go. No, we don't care about it. If it's not coming here, we don't care. It doesn't even make the news. Yeah, look, even if we don't even have a newspaper. That's how little we're worried <laughs> no, about the weather. Uh, I'm going to Washington, D.C., so, you know, maybe the politicians will get a dose of what you guys yeah, have. Yeah, that would yeah. be an interesting thing. Because it, it's supposed to be some sort of... What was that? Isn't there spo- did that just do that by itself? Yeah, it did, yeah. Isn't there supposed to be some sort of giant confluence of weather that's all supposed to hit at the, the same time? The perfect storm? Yeah, the perfect storm, exactly. It's like the day after tomorrow. Do you ever see that? that mm, film? No. That's pretty good, actually. I'm sure they have a, an HBO series, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, so listen, we haven't got all day here. So, Rachel, I wanted to ask you before, the, what, at the beginning of the show, actually, there's all some sort of whole arcane situation here with the city council and food trucks, and you're not allowed to have a food truck. And, and I watched this little video that's on some sort of, is it your website, the Food Truck Coalition website, or something about that you're involved with it? Some sort of yeah. thing where there, over Mardi Gras, there's only 37 people allowed to have a food truck license. And yeah. the rest of the year, there's only 100 or something. I don't know why there would be fewer for Mardi Gras yeah. where there's millions of people here than there are during the year. But there's some, and there's some sort of weird arcane thing that's going on with the city. What is exactly happening? What's the situation? So basically, uh, yeah, there are like four or five laws that are, uh, you know, that are, that are, pretty restrictive uh, as far as food trucks go. They were put into place in 1956, so I think like we all agree that 
it's time to make some changes. Um, and basically, like, there's the 100 permit cap, which you're, uh, you're referring to now, and, um, and that not only includes food trucks, but also includes uh, snowball vendors and, um, and, you know, the fresh produce guys you see on Carrollton and whatnot, and the, uh, you know, the fresh seafood guys, Lucky Dogs. And so that category is, like, really, really broad, and so it's not 100 food trucks, it's, it's 100 right. food okay. vendors. Um, then uh, we can't go in the CBD or the French Quarter. Uh, we can't park within 600 feet of a restaurant or school, um, which is like or two school. football fields. Okay. Um, I can understand why you wouldn't be able to park within 600 feet of a restaurant because they don't want the competition. But what's up with the school? Uh, the school. Well, Are you selling drugs out of the food truck? Well, we don't. Um, <laughs> oh, some, which one no, does, actually? Because that would be good to know. Yeah, let me know. Yeah. Yeah. There's, a, there's an ice cream truck when I was in college um, that did that, and I, I never had any idea why he gave me funny looks when I just ordered an ice cream sandwich. <laughs> but uh, I was like, uh, yeah, is that it? I'm like, how many people order multiple things just for themselves? <laughs> but, um, yeah, so uh, then we can't park um, uh, for more than 45 minutes at a time. And um, What is the reason for that, ostensibly? I don't um, I, I don't know. I mean, these, like I said, these laws were put into place in 1956. Before, and like, the okay, so, so you want to get rid so. of all these laws, I assume, and just drive around and sell food whenever you want and wherever you want. Something like that. Right, which would seem sensible, wouldn't it? I mean, the rest of us drive around and do whatever we want with our vehicles, <laughs> after all. And um, is there anyone opposed to this law change? Is there anyone on the city council who thinks we should hold on no, to No, actually, like, the city council has been really uh, supportive of... Um, of the changes, and now it's just a matter of figuring out like where the compromises lie in terms of like you know how much do they need to protect restaurants, or how much do they feel like they need to protect restaurants? Right. Um, what's appropriate? What's constitutional? Do we care? <laughs> um, and uh, and then just you know moving forward and figuring. That's ever happened? That's We're pretty. Back. Mm. We're back. <clears throat> wow, the power went out. I don't know whether we just knocked it out of the wall or the whole. Just got blinded by science. Blind. There you go. All right. <laughs> it's great to meet you. Okay. So, Rachel, just with the latest, are you Clint? Are you going? No, I'm just I'm just packing in the interim. Oh, so okay. Good. All right. Yeah. Do you have somewhere to be? Like you're catching a plane? I got to be at a preservation hall at five thirty. Oh, are you wow. singing tonight? No. Uh, oh, it's an AA meeting. <laughs> <laughs> it's a friend of mine's having a photography uh, opening. Oh, Zach Smith's thing tonight. It's exactly right. Oh, cool. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, we won't keep you. We'll move That's along okay. right along here. We have to get out of here in a minute anyway. Now I don't know how long we've got because my timer blew up here. So I've got no idea. I think we're toward pretty much close to the end of the show here, right, Chris? I think so. Okay. So. Um, I'm, I'm saying you're pretty close. Yeah. Okay, Mitch. All right. Two minutes. Two minutes. Okay. So, we'll, so anyway, Rachel, just go back to this thing. So. Is it, there's no one on the city council who's standing in your way of no, stopping No, it's just this. a matter so of, like... So what's happening? So we're putting together a working group with, like, stakeholders, and so... Stake. You know, the, stake. No pun intended, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, well, yeah, we, we, we do carne asada on our state. Uh, you track. do a lot of meat on your truck. Yes. Yes. We do. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, um, yeah, none of the city council uh, members have uh, opposed, you know, any of our, our proposals at all. It's really just going to be a matter of, um, you know, making compromises and... You know, making sure that the restaurant association right. and the you know all those guys feel like their interests are uh, are being represented as well. And will so. there be a lot more food trucks on the street after this all happens? Yeah, there will. Well, when when does it all happen? When do we know well, what's going to happen? So we're hoping to push it through by the end of the year, and then you know, I mean, it took. Well, there's it, not like, much time left now. We say the end of the year. We we're work fast. At, okay. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, we bought our truck and got started three months later. So I would imagine in the next six months um, it'll start to – that's kind of when it'll start to grow a lot. 
What sort of food truck do you think would work here now? That anything. I mean, there's. What there, do you think would be good there? Well, I mean, you go to cities like Austin and San Francisco and Portland. Like they're just like like New York. I mean, they've got everything from like. You know, they'll have, like, a, a dumpling truck and a creme brulee truck. And, a, um, I mean, th- they're so, like, unique and specific. And There uh, really is just a truck with just creme brulee on it? Yeah, there's one in San Francisco. Uh, Portland has okay. a, an everything potatoes truck that makes all kinds of, like, crazy... That's a good from, idea. ...like, you know, French fry kind of things. And they have these areas oh. where you'll just go for lunch, and it's just rows and rows right, of food right, trucks. Right. Like, it's, it's great. Hey, so mm-hmm. w- before we get out of here, then, okay, Chris, what are you working on now, apart from the... The, the RTA and the food truck app. <laughs> yeah, definitely doing what the food you, truck app. What else are you with? So, um, Jolie and Elizabeth is an app that we just submitted, and that's one of my uh, biggest clients. They're a uh, New Orleans fashion house. And uh, Hell Yes Fest, which is coming up, it's a comedy festival right. coming up in November. Um, we should be putting that app out uh, in about a week. That's so. cool. And we have guys from the Hell Yes Fest on next week's show right here. Excellent. That's going to be really great. That's a great comedy festival here right. at the New Movement Theater. And Aptitude is a sponsor of that, so we're oh, really cool. excited about that. Okay, that's good. That's coming up. And anything in the distant future, any exciting? If we can get the RTA to, to, uh, to kind of go, right. go with where we need them to go, we'll be very happy to have the, the Ride New Orleans app out. And will that include the streetcar or just buses? Streetcar and buses. So you'll actually be able to tell when the streetcar is going to get if, there if instead you're of standing there in the boiling right. heat. Yeah. <laughs> if you're sitting there during Mardi Gras and you're waiting on a bus yeah. or a streetcar, you'll be able to know exactly oh, where it how is. how awesome. And will they figure out some way of making the streetcar like, not come at all for an hour and then three of them arrive at the same time? That's this, been my experience yeah. so far. Can you, can you like flag it's down always, the streetcar on yeah. the app? Is there this, like a? <laughs> <laughs> this will at least let you know like where they're jumbled together. Uh, one feature I'm, I'm working on is having a push notification when it's within a certain radius. So if you're if it's so within can, half a mile, so you can you can, so you can be at the bar. Know. You can be at the bar and you'll be get a little text message basically that says you're you're at no, that's you know, a great idea, the streetcar's right? on the way. Yeah. Excellent. Oh, can you, know? you make it so that they get push notifications every time so someone I, complains? Where's they, like, my fucking streetcar? Yeah. <laughs> it shows like the drop pin, like you know, yeah. like, here's where the person we, is who's is complaining. Is that possible, Chris? Oh, oh it's definitely possible. It's just <laughs> they won't want to pay for that. They'll want to know. If they'll, yeah, they've got a lot of stuff on their plate too. So I got a good name. They can for turn your app off push notifications. What is What's the name? Call it Desire. 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 Yeah. Oh, nice. Beautiful. Very nice. Beautiful. An app named Desire. An app named Desire. Okay. And I think on that note, we might have to have come to the end of our show here for a happy. Another great happy hour. What a stellar show it's been here today. Thank you so much for joining us. Good time. Thomas Dolby yeah. showed up. Clint Majin and the New Orleans Bingo Show. Trixie Minx. Ronnie Numbers. And the rest of the band here as well. Rachel Billow from the La Cosa Food Truck. And Chris Boyd from Aptitude. Thank you so much for joining me here on Happy Hour at the Collins Hotel. Our show was produced today by Melinda Hawes, Graham DuPonte, Trish Kaufman, and Anush Karun, our associate producer and technical director, is the fabulous Chris Kehoe. Christian Unruh is our music director, our web designer, and Link to the Real World is Dr. Cliff Brickton. Our theme song was written and is being played right now by Mitch Foreman. If you'd like to be on our show and you can stay upright for about 60 minutes, drop us a line. You can find our address on our website. Our show is recorded live at the Collins Hotel. As you can probably tell, you can check out our other shows, including tons more happy hours. Out to Lunch with Peter Raschuti, live from Commander's Palace. Mindset with psychiatrist Dr. Nick Pajic, true to the game. With Chris True and Tammy Nelson from the New Movement Theatre. And Win Win, our new show about the New Orleans Vietnamese community with Steve Win and Q Win. It's all on our website, it's neworleans.com. You can keep up with us by liking It's New Orleans on Facebook. 
You can follow us on Twitter. You can sign up for our mailing list at our website as well. And if you listen to us on iTunes, thanks for subscribing. And how about rating and reviewing us? That would help other people find us. Happy Hour is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. For Mitch Foreman on piano and everyone around the table here at the Collins Hotel, I'm Grant Morris. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time on Happy Hour. Thank you. Thank you.